Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Todd Millard. And of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? Happy podcast night, everybody. And you know what? We didn't really make a huge deal about last last time was podcast number 40. It was the this big is, four. This is 41. Oh, this is 41. Yeah. It was this the big is, four. Uh, and I wasn't really that big of a fan of four. Oh, no, I've been there, done that. Uh, 41 this year but i tell you what it's it's pretty good that we've been on for 40 plus episodes now so right welcome everybody to the uh the podcast it's gonna be a good night it is it's kind of cool our stats we're looking at them on the downloads it's kind of neat to to see it and really we've all we've talked about this before where we said when we started this gig we didn't care who listened it was it was therapeutic for us and we get to get on and talk about hunting and fishing and, and rodeo whatever we talk about and and get to to have us time and it's kind of, yeah, it's our therapeutic. And if it helps folks that want to get into hunting or just gives people a laugh or wants to have a conversation with us, we kind of bring them in the fold. It's kind of neat that way. So, yeah. And we do appreciate everybody who listens. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. I can't believe y'all listen. Like I can, <laughs> I mean, by the time the hour is up, I've pretty much had my fill of Bill and, and my dad, but yeah. myself now I could, I could, I could listen to myself a lot more. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> and is your dad there tonight? My and of course we have the patriarch, my father, real redneck, Don Millard. Dad, are you here? I am here. And I did not forget about you, sir. Just like some other people may, even though he's right beside you. I got you. It's <laughs> it's podcast night, and it's happy shoot day. It was shoot. Oh day yeah! Time. Happy shoot day. Is that a day? Happy shoot day. Yeah, that is for me. Happy shoot. Did you day. Uh, did you get some uh, therapy on the arm so you can get the the gun up and and break some targets? We did get to break some targets. In fact, tonight I actually lifted my gun without having to rest it on a tripod. It was a struggle, but I got it up and I shot fifty targets. Nice. It cost me some targets. Shot but, at fifty targets. I <laughs> yeah. I uh, I got through two rounds and my arm got real tired, but at least I was lifting it by itself today, so it was awesome. That's <laughs> therapy in itself, right there, getting out to the range. Yep, I've been doing gunpowder and having some fun. Get to blow things up. I've been doing yeah. exercises. I've been lifting a kettle full of water with that arm and pushing against a wall, trying to get it to go to do what it's supposed to do when I lift my gun to my shoulder. So tonight Perfect. I was uh, able, it was a struggle, but I got it up there and, and I enjoyed the night. It was good. And nice. uh, yeah, I was shooting right next to the uh, St. Thomas Gun Club champ tonight. <laughs> yeah, I Here saw some uh, <laughs> some publicity on the, online there. It was a nice black. What happened? <laughs> well, it, it you it, know what happened? The stars aligned. He shot good for a change. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, targets half broken when they came out yeah. of the house. I will tell you that many uh, St. Thomas Gun Club championship have we shot, and uh, I've as as gloating as it sounds, but I know who I am. I don't care. The um, I've won skeet and I've won handicap and I've won doubles and but high overall has always eluded me and it's because I, I I've always said we've got some of the best shooters in it's like big ATA uh, American trap ATA shoots the guys that you 
typically got a beat in our area are from our club. So if you go to our club championship, it's the, that caliber, it's just like stepping up to a 300, which is big for us, like a 300 shooter, uh, ATA shoot in my mind. And so they're tough to beat. And so when you've got, it's made up of 50 singles, which is 15, 16 yard targets, 50 handicap, uh, so trap shooting handicap targets, 50 doubles trap targets, and then 50 skeet, which that really kind of puts a wrinkle into a lot of people being high overall because you can probably shoot a lot of singles, you shoot a lot of handicap to to practice and shoot a lot of doubles. You it costs a lot of money, so yeah. so you I mean so the, the guys that got a lot of money and shoot a lot they're typically going to be more favored for being high overall. And then when you add in the skeet end, well, a lot of guys that trap shoot don't skeet shoot. And a lot of guys that skeet shoot don't trap yeah, shoot. The, the, the disciplines kind of stay together. Yeah. Like, so in all the gun clubs I've been to for sure. Yeah. The skeet shooters are skeet shooters, trap shooters are trap shooters. They really don't cross, right? Like that, those colors don't bleed. And so that's what it is. 200 targets and it's 50, 50, 50, and 50. And so, so one question, yeah. one question, your, your handicap, because it's club, how do you determine what your ATA? Is we go for? off of the ATA. Oh, you go off your ATA, yeah, your yeah. ATA ranking. Yeah. So, so you're like twenty seven and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. You're funny. But regardless, so I have won the handicap. I have won the skeet. Last year I won the doubles but I've not won the high overall. And it's just because of the caliber of shooter. Right. And I've always thought, okay, these are some of the best in Canada, if not North America. I mean, we've got some big flute and shooters at our club. And so therefore it's always, it's a tough thing. And do you think that you're going to be high overall? Not a chance, but when we got out there, I, uh, I, I, I had it in my mind. I was going to, I was going to win one of these events. And so I was going to concentrate. And so after the singles, I'd shot 49 out of 50 and it should be a 50. I mean, that's nice. 50, 60, 16 yard targets, but because of the day, because of the background at our club, a lot of guys don't like the background to start with at our club, but I the, like it. the, the trees are changing color. And so oh, yeah. a lot on that back Ridge are orange. Oh, and there you go. Yeah. So the 16 yards weren't bad. I mean, I, I shot that the one that I missed, I totally just hesitated. I, I just, I didn't even swing on it until, and even the scorekeeper said to me afterwards, he's like, that one you missed, you didn't even move the gun for like a second and a half. <laughs> and like I shot that thing way out there. I shouldn't even have pulled the trigger really, but first uh, 25 or second 25, second, second 25, ran, second the first, 25 yeah, yeah. ran the first 25. I think it was like my, my 13th target on the second 25 or something. And so uh, away it went to the right and, and into the trees kind of deal disappeared into the trees from my, my, my vision. And uh, so missed that one. That's a 49. And I'm like, okay, somebody's going to run the 50 because those were just easy. So then we moved over to handicap and I ended up shooting fairly decent in the handicap and believe it or not, the handicap held. So when I went back in to look at the scores after that, after that hundred, I looked, okay, I'm tied. Somebody else shot a 49. So I got to shoot off if, if we stick around for that. And then, oh, I don't, because you can only win one event. So you can be the handicap champion. You can technically win singles, but you got to pick one, right? Do you want to be the handicap? Do you want to be singles? Because you can't win both events. So I thought when I, when I was high handicap and it stayed for the day, I went, oh, well, I'm going to take the handicap. I don't have to shoot off. And then that lets the person that tied me take the singles. And so we're good to go. 
So then I went back out to shoot doubles and I shot it with a, a buddy of mine that I shoot ATA with. And we both ran this, the same score and ended up being tied for high doubles until the last squad. And Terry, Terry came in and shot a, a 48 and beat us, but we were, but we were tied. So at that, I'm like, Oh, now I'm, I'm tied at that time before Terry shot. I'm tied for doubles for high, high doubles, but I'm still taking the caps because I don't want to shoot off. I don't want to, and, and I'm good with that. So that's where it was. Well, then I got doing the math and I'm going, wait a minute. I'm, I'm tied for high singles. I'm high handicap. At the time I was tied for high doubles. I just got to go down to this skeet range down here and put up a good score. And I could be in there for high overall, which just you said does, 50 skeet too. Yeah. 50 skeet, 50, 50, which just 50. doesn't have it. Cause I, we don't shoot skeet. Do we dad? Like we just, we just don't do Not it very often. And I think I, I'm going to attribute it to shooting some more sporting clays this year kind of helped, but we, I mean, yeah. I was skeet champion and I think I went down and looked in like 2006 and it was luck, whatever. Maybe we shot skeet more that year just for fun. And so in 2006, I think I was the St. Thomas Gun Club skeet champion um, uh, for the club. But so I thought, okay, I can do it, but it's going to take some work. And so I went down and I put up two 22s. So I shot a 44 out of 50 in skeet. I thought, hey, now that's not sure. bad because the guys that typically win high overall are trap shooters because the skeet's the one event and big time trap shooters. You got singles, handicap doubles. And these guys are the ones that go to Florida for two months and then Arizona and like they're, they're living down there shooting and, and doing nothing but every year. So I'm going that, that they're going they're 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 in there. So we came back from shooting that skeet and that crew had not gone and shot skeet yet. So I had gone in and looked at the scores and I kind of did a quick tally and I went, wow, I am six targets ahead of all three of what I would call the contenders, but of the top three shooters before they went to shoot skeet, I'm six targets ahead, all said and done. So, and shooting a 44 in skeet, that means they have to run skeet. They got to shoot 50 straight in order just to tie me in high overall. And then we're into a shoot off. I, holy crap, there's no way. So I'm redoing the math, redoing the math. So they went down and and shot. And so the one person I wasn't really concerned about two because they're not skeet shooters, but the one, the guy, the the buddy of mine that I do shoot ATA with, he is a skeet shooter. And he, I've, I've shot with him when he's put a 50 on the board with a 410. And today he's going down there with a 12 gauge. So I do know he can do it. And, but again, he's six targets down. It would be tying me. So we were sitting there under the pavilion, just hanging out and and having the discussion. And dad says, Hey, Ed's up. Ed's about to shoot his last target. Well, in ski, you shoot 24 targets. And if you're straight, you have a shell left over and you typically, you shoot the low house as your last target again. So you got to repeat the last shot for your from 25 straight station. from the center station. Yeah. So he says, Hey, Ed's up. All we got to do is watch. If he shoots two shells, you're in trouble. I'm like, oh, yeah. So we're at the other end of the club. So we watched. Well, Ed only shot one shell. So I thought, all right, we got to be there. Well, they all came back. They had already known. They had already done the math in their head. They knew going down there what they had to shoot, which I didn't know that they they did. I said, hey, if my math, they're like, hey, did you did it. And I'm like, well, if my math is right, but don't count on my math, go in there. And they said, no, before we went down there, we knew. So, so yeah, all said and done. I joined dad in the ranks from him being the 1983 St. Thomas gun club champion. I got to join him in the ranks with the 2020 St. Thomas gun club overall champion. 
it is a weird year, 2020, isn't it? This <laughs> is zip it, Bill. <laughs> but I offer you my. <laughs> I had to say that before I offer you my congratulations. Oh, that's awesome. No, it was. It was absolutely, and it's still. I don't think it's all sunk in because for us, this is a big deal. I mean, we're not we're not traveling all over the place. Money doesn't grow on trees. I mean, we got to get up and do our daily jobs and stuff like that to make money. So I'm not down in Arizona and then over to Florida and then into Missouri and, and shooting all these big ATA shoots every weekend and through the week and everything else like some of these. So for us, this, this gun club championship, it's a big deal. Just like our winter yeah. league is and the few ATA shoots, the big shoots that we have uh, up here, like we will hit a lot of smaller ones throughout the summer that maybe have, you know, 70, 80, but when we have the big ones, I say big, I mean, less than 300, but getting there. And those are big deals for us, but this is just as big because like I said, nope. we're shooting off against those proud. guys that are, are big. And for us, it's always been a huge deal. So I don't think it's still really set in, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still pumped, man. That overall, overall club be. champion. Congratulations on I that. I appreciate that. You it. Be proud of that. Did you get the uh, the plaque up on the wall? No, it doesn't have a hanger on the back yet, and so it's I I don't know where Jen put it. To be honest with you, <laughs> I was gonna get a chain, put it around my neck, but it's kind of <laughs> yeah. probably the size of my torso. So, <laughs> but yeah. but still, but yeah, no. So I was pretty pumped, and I guess my name's going on the wall in the gun club now. So that's kind of cool never, too. Ever and, come down from there? So It'll be there for for forever and yeah. ever. And that's awesome. And like I said, it's joining Dad's name, which is just it, that's just cool. Just cool. I've only got to experience that before when I, I, I won the handicap in the winter inner club and that trophy. Then we will go back and find dad's name. Cause it's like the Stanley cup. They just keep adding bases to it. Right. Yeah. And so like you find dad's name. And I think that was back in like 83 too. Do you remember what year that was? It was close in there. I, I was a hot year for me. I won the inner club championship, the club championship. Yeah. And yeah, I was at my peak then. So I think and it was downhill like from then on. Oh six or oh seven, yeah. I got to join him on that. So I know what like that that thought process for me is just cool because now that yeah. that trophy lives on and 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 it comes from club to club and stuff like that. And so you go look at it and I can find my name and now I can find Dad's name, which I think That's is just awesome. just cool. So. Good so, deal. Congratulations. Oh, I appreciate now you got a twenty twenty one. You got to come back as defending. The defending champion. club champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and I said to Todd the other day, Bill, last year I was the reigning, uh, was it the uh, senior vet? Yeah, I don't Yeah, Reigning senior, senior vet, vet handicap champion. And they canceled the provincials this year. So I am the senior He's senior still vet the handicap senior. champion <laughs> for two years in a row. <laughs> COVID's good for some things. <laughs> <laughs> The undisputed heavyweight champion of the trap shooting That's world. too funny. Yeah, back to back years being the senior vet. <laughs> provincial well, I hold the, the provincial record for two years in a row. I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that's good. Good deal. So did you you get out doing some hunting? So yeah, we not goose. Now we've we've kind of shifted. Uh, we were about to get some geese, but uh, it didn't work out. So we quickly shifted around and got the got in the tree stands and then the cool part is we got new property actually that yeah. uh yeah yeah it connects to the if you've listened to the other podcasts and i know bill you have so it connects to the david suzuki property that i was talking about that's got everything deer turkey yeah. you know ducks and geese in the pond and all that fun stuff so this land connects right to it like as in the tree stand that i am in probably 80 yards from it is 
a tree stand that is now there. <laughs> nice. So, which we kind of moved, it, it worked out. And so now we, we put a, a few more, we put what dad, two more tree stands in. And then we, we got a tent in there too, just in case it, uh, the snow, if we're still hunting, when the snow starts coming down, it's nice. As you know, Mr. Taj Mahal, it's nice oh, to get in there yeah. with your buddy heater and, and stay cozy. So yeah, we got new property. So we, we hunted the, the one, which is my, my wife's cousin's place. And, uh, it, we've we've always hunted it, and so I've got some I've got some bucks showing up on the trail camera, just not in the daylight, but but yeah. we we hit that a couple times, and then we've got now Scotty's nephew Michael is a, an apprentice hunter, he's fifteen, but for Bo he can go on his own, so he's now got a tree stand out there with us, so he's he's now kind of joining the ranks with us, and then we went out to uh, went to the new property after we hung new stands, we were there, we're like, well we might as well hunt. So we got up in them and I thought, you know what? We took the golf cart, gas powered golf cart, just easy to move the stands with and and get dad around in there and figure out where we're going to put them and all that fun stuff. So we got all that going on. We got the stands to move two stands, got the deer feeder that we got out of there and then did all of this malarkey and, and, and running around in there. And like, it's the golf cart's not quiet and all that moving. And we just, I was just like, it's now four o'clock, right? Legal shooting is seven thirty. By the time we get to the other property, we got to change because it was raining. We were soaked. We brought yeah. extra clothes. By the time we get changed and get back, get in, it's going to be late. We're already here. And Scott's like, we're already here. We might as well just go sit in these stands and just see what we can see. Well, I was okay with that because my stand's right close to the property line that where we weren't really driving the golf cart a lot. Scotty's is right dead smack in the middle. So we were going past his like five, six times back and forth with the golf cart and making a ruckus. And, and then Michael was on over where my tree stand was. And we had driven the golf cart there enough because we had to go get the tree stand, take it to the spot, go back, get the feeder, take it back out to the truck and, and then go and do all this stuff. So, I mean, that area, Scott and where Mike, Scott and Michael were, I said, so it's your guys call. If you guys want to stay here, we go in and hunt. If you want to go to the other property where we haven't been traipsing through and driving a gas powered golf cart everywhere, then we'll go to the other one. You're, you make the decision and dad had to go anyway. So dad was heading out. So Scott's like, no, we're already here. Let's go. So we went in. I didn't see a darn thing over in my far side spot where I was. Scott didn't see anything, but Michael, who has already said it's his first year ever. He's got a crossbow. So he's already said, guys, if it's brown, it's down. Yeah. And so he was climbing up the stand with this crossbow, got in, and he bumped the string. He had it cocked, didn't have an arrow on it, but had it cocked. So when he got in, he could just set the, the bolt on it. And he somehow hit the string on the ladder going up or the door of the stand or whatever the heck he did, which set the string off dry fire and launched that string, didn't know where it was, and not 45 minutes. So Scott said, well, this is a good learning you be careful when you're getting in. Thank goodness. Now That's you know right. why you don't put a bolt on and, and, and you're just going to have to sit there until we're done hunting. So I kind of felt bad, but it is a good learning experience and that kind of drives it home. But I, lo and behold, physical, the, the three things people learn, physical, financial, or emotional pain. That's how people learn. That's how you learn. Best. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The hard way, the hard way. That's right. So he sat there 45 minutes in, all of a sudden he's sending videos, pictures, and texts of two deer five yards from him, right <laughs> under him. And so Scott's like, wow, that's really going to drive it home. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I, I could have had a deer tonight if my strings got, he messaged me and he says, 
Thank goodness the script string broke. We'd have been, our hunt would have been done. We'd have been dragging a deer out <laughs> half an <laughs> <Yeah>. hour in, <laughs> but I couldn't believe that these deer That's were, amazing. were there. I mean, I mean, yeah. and they're right in the thick of where we were driving around, walking around, moving stands, talking, figuring this out, figuring that I mean, out. They're just used to well, human. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, you when uh, that goose hunt that we went on, uh, and all the shooting we did, all the traipsing through the through the property lines and stuff, and then five deer walk out in the the field at last light. Yeah, yeah, it, and, it, and just it, look it at us and don't even care. And we even went yeah. walking through that woods, right? We did because yeah, we, we whacked did. some doves. Yeah. And it was just right, pretty much right where those deer had to been bedded, uh, not very far away. Uh, and, and they walk out in the field and that one deer, he, he was, he's, he's a, a monster. monster. And I would normally <laughs> so, say, well, the little deer and the stupid deer, they're curious and hang around. But that day no, it proved me wrong because that, that one is a, is a freaking monster. I mean, it those beams the, are, I'm going after him. Hopefully I get off work early enough tomorrow night. I'm going to get him. Yeah, well, but, I'm hoping I'll drive down and help you drag the deer out of the bush. My, you, you're my you phone call. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but, you met Michael Bell, right? On the on yeah, the did, goose yeah. hunt. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that was good that, you met Michael That'd on the nice. goose hunt. That was Michael's first goose hunt, and this was his first deer hunt. And I got home and changed, and we were on our way out, and I started getting texts, and it's Michael. And he filmed, he had actually had three deer walk to him and he's filming all three. And he says to me, Don, this could have been my first deer. So I could tell he was really <laughs> feeling it. <laughs> but the one he was going to shoot. You know what? The, the problem with that is, is now his expectations are set so high that every time he goes out, he's going to expect to get a limited geese and a, a well, deer underneath. I mean, Bill, 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 he's hunting with the Mallards. Those are expectations that you can you can live up to at that point. It's, yeah. it's not the almost guy. Which it's, which I do have a couple good stories about the almost guy. Uh, I went on a hunt this week myself. But awesome. Let's yeah. hear it. I know y'all because like opening day of deer or the day after opening day? The day after. The day I tried after. to get out uh opening day but we had employee meetings at work and i had uh, six employee meetings starting at six o'clock in the morning and not finishing up to about 5 30 at night and then an hour drive home so you can imagine it's just not going to be uh time to get up to the bush that just but, sounds like excuses to me yeah well priorities unfortunately Bill, priorities I no choice i need to make paydays possible and, and work work provides food and the opportunity to go hunting so well friday i decided doesn't matter what's going on at work. I'm taking the day off. <laughs> so, but I went into uh, County Bush and I hunted turkeys there. And it was uh, an almost opportunity with my, my son um, for turkeys. And we did see two deer uh, and an old tree stand and deer trails. So I had a pretty good idea before uh, I was going to hunt. That's exactly where I was going to hunt and start in the morning and set up for deer. And, and I put my secret apple recipe together that you'll have to go back in the podcast and listen to to figure out exactly what it was but uh, i put that together in a ziploc bag and excuse me i got into my my spot ground blind underneath a nice, nice big pine tree i was going to stay there till first light because uh, if i wasn't in the right spot i was going to be able to move lo and behold you know what i first light came and it, it looked pretty good to me you know the tree stand uh, was about 25 30 yards behind me and it's dilapidated it's been there he wouldn't want to get up into it anyways, but if there was a tree stand there, they had to be there for a reason. 
That's right. And it was exactly a, on the runway. I always that, think that the same was, thing, right? Oh, look at that old juice yeah. stand. Wait a minute. Somebody knew something. That's right. Yep. And it, even if if it's not in the perfect spot, I'm on the ground. So I can move. I'm mobile, right? <laughs> so I get a, I get in and uh, first light comes and it's about 8.30. Geese are everywhere. Now, Holy can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Can the deer smell your tea, do you think? Didn't even bring tea. Didn't even bring tea on this hunt. I don't even know who but you I are brought anymore. Peanut butter and jam sandwiches <laughs> and apple juice. I certainly brought a lot of that. <laughs> I had three peanut butter and jam sandwiches for the day and two apple juice. So that, that, <laughs> that better have been big apple juice. No, yeah, they were good. I, I was enjoying myself. My wife makes me a, a snack pack of uh, bulk barn uh, gummies and, and, uh, things that you probably eat when you're four, but I ate them. I'm enjoying <laughs> my time out there, <laughs> eating my snacks and having that. So first light comes and I realize that I probably need to cut a few shooting lanes. So, okay. The apples, I, I have my apple crush bag mix secret concoction and I had left that bag open. So I picked the bag up and I said, okay, 30 yards directly in front of me is an old dead stump. And it looks like there's going to be a, a trail running right through here. So I'm going to dump the apples on there and I'm going to clean out the shooting lane. So I cleaned out three shooting lanes. I had, I'm shooting with a crossbow on the ground. So I had 40 yards in, in three directions that I could shoot. Sounds good. Well, lo and behold, um, poison Ivy is still <laughs> prevalent in in the bush i like where this and, is going <laughs> and and when um when you don't know it's there until a day and a half later that the poison ivy um <laughs> i didn't get a message start- on this one why didn't i get a you don't need skitters when you got poison ivy <laughs> yeah so uh, let me tell you when you drink two apple juice and you need to go to the washroom. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep this as, as G as this possible. Is awesome. <laughs> when, when you clean out your shooting lanes, public service announcement to everybody who's on this call, please make sure that poison ivy is not on your pants. <laughs> oh, that's so, so awesome. <laughs> so needless to say, um, that was Friday. It's uh, it, it's been an interesting week. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> and 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 you've been gone back to work all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a, a, as uh, as G rated as I could possibly. <laughs> That's so awesome. That <laughs> yeah, no, not so awesome. I can promise you right now. Not Poison so awesome. ivy, no yeah, doubt. It, it, it's still uh, it's still prevalent this time of the year, and I look back on the pictures, and I'll even send you. Uh, a whoa, picture whoa, 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 whoa! What what kind of pictures are we talking about? Bill? Of the poison ivy plant. <laughs> because I, I got out. I got out. I don't and, need uh, to see the rash. I, I'll believe no, you. you I'll take your word for please, it. Please, please take my word for it because that's as far as I took. I went out to the, the shooting lane, and I looked back on this uh, on my little ground blind setup there. Stretched my legs. And I took a picture back and a couple of days later, you know, I'm going through my pictures and looking and I zoom in on the picture and yeah, there's poison ivy everywhere, all <laughs> the way around where, where my, tree, my ground blind was set up. So public service announcement, when you go into a tree, uh, a new spot 
may please make sure you know what's in the Isn't area. Isn't that something? See, because whenever we go for a hike with my kids, they're like deathly afraid of poison ivy. They're like, I can't go off the path. There could be poison ivy. And I'm like, guys, in all of the years I've been hunting, it, forever, I don't think I've ever seen poison ivy. Now, maybe yeah. I haven't. I just don't have a clue what it looks like. I'm looking for leaves with little red dots because yeah. that's what was told to me at one to- point in time. And I'm like, I've never got it. I've never seen it. You don't ever have to worry about it. And now here you are telling me <laughs> that you're set up right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was all around me. And, uh, you know, leaves of three, leave them be is what, what the... the is that the is that the saying? Leaves of yeah, three. Do you know leave how many plants be. have leaves of three in in the woods? And you know what? I should by this point in time, being a Boy Scout, being in the woods my whole life, know exactly what poison ivy looks like. But I was not even thinking. Uh, poison <laughs> ivy wasn't even on my mind until it was on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> 40, 41 podcasts in, and I could tell yeah. you the number one takeaway of all of these podcasts is the saying. Leaves of three, leave them be. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> so, yeah, that was a. For the entire time I was out there, I saw two squirrels, uh, two red squirrels and a black squirrel. And the black squirrel went into my apples, picked the apple up, and brought the apple back to my feet, which is the most interesting thing that happened the whole time I was there. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, it was until I. So, were you out there, all, out I was there. all day? So uh, I was there from uh, six o'clock in the morning until seven thirty at night. I was there. Holy dad. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been in a, in a tree, in a stand or a blind the whole day? Not the whole day. Take a break for lunch or whatever, but like a a two, three hour break for lunch and take a walk. But you were in there all day by yourself, by myself, once a year, every year I, I do this. And if I happen to harvest a, or get the opportunity and I shoot, shoot an animal early, obviously then the plans change. But typically, uh, the opening weekend for me up here has been riddled with tractors, bad weather, poison ivy now. They can add that to the list of things that happen on the opening weekend. <laughs> like, it, it, I, I almost have a good hunt on opening weekend every time. The plans are there. I applaud your perseverance. I applaud yep. your perseverance. <laughs> I, I pack I pack enough food for the day. I pack enough, you know, uh, uh, space in a in a bottle for the day. Uh, my rain rain tent, a uh, horse. I pack it all. I go out into the woods and and I just try to make something happen out there. And sometimes I I'm, I'm lucky and I see animals that I can't shoot and I see turkeys and it's amazing what you can see if you stay the entire day. I bet like, I, we often say that, right? Like we've all, often thought about that. We should just, just so you know, at some point in time, the deer walk by this stand. I'm right. not leaving until they walk by this stand. Yeah, Dad, right. Dad said that to me. I just couldn't fathom sitting there. Like you're in there at, at, at sunrise by 10, 10 30, it's time to get down and we're having early lunch. But yeah, for man. people. I, I mean, even if I'm up north, uh, I I will pack food as if I'm staying the entire day. And really? Unless, yep. Unless uh, somebody else in the camp harvests an animal, and we, we go down and help, we try to do that as a group just to make sure that we're all, you know, celebrating the event. Yeah, absolutely. Them, uh, that's what it's about. Drag the deer. Yeah, it's not just it, help, about help your Taj Mahal. 
<laughs> and I set that up, which I'll tell you about in a minute here. But yeah, it's about that experience. And there's only the four of us going to be in the camp this year. So there there will be opportunities to have all day sits, neither the Taj Mahal or, or the no stable field. Which well, is before the you get into setting that up, I got to know, have you ever harvested an animal in your opening day sit? Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, two years. One I harvested on my son's birthday, October third, which is a hilarious story all the way, all the way. But I shot, I shot a deer. I don't know. You want me to tell that story? Absolutely. Now? So, all right. So my opening day <laughs> sit. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> opening day sit. I would planned on staying out there all day. It was my son's birthday. He was young, like two maybe. So the, the party that we were having for him wasn't until later in the afternoon. So I could get away with what I would say would be the majority of an almost day, a complete day hunt. So <laughs> I get out there in the, stand, in the stand and I've been harvesting or uh, cultivating the area with, I had truck cameras and I had the molasses licks that I, I put on the tree for the course of the summer. And I was taking pictures. Of some, wow. You were invested. Do you do that every year? Oh man. Well, I had up to a couple of years ago and, and the, the deer have kind of gone away from my backyard because the coyotes have moved in. I guess, but you know, up till up till last couple of years, I've hunted back there every opening day. But it just has got progressively the soybeans are taking them off earlier, it seems. So the, the opening day weekend, the soybeans are either gone already or coming off. The apple trees that are in the area aren't producing as much apples. The deer aren't using the area. But for one thing or another, it's not worth me spending an entire day back there. But on this particular October 3rd, which is my son's birthday, I got up knowing the fact that the first deer, legal deer, because I had a doe tag in my pocket, I'm taking it. And I didn't hunt with a crossbow back then. I hunted with a compound. Yeah, I bet you drank coffee too. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, a compound. That's when Bill was a man. <laughs> yeah, just let me take a sip of my tea here. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, we'll wait. <laughs> so, so I'm out. I'm out in the stand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out in the stand. First, first light comes up, and sure enough, in come three deer. I've got my my sandwiches packed, my snacks in my bag. Yeah. I'm you don't want to ruin your whole day. And right at first light, three does come in, and they they were nice nice sized does comes from my left uh, or my right to my left right exactly in my shooting lane it couldn't have been more picture perfect worked out the exact way that i had it planned out that deer was 12 yards from my uh from my wow. stand wow that's close it was, that's close it was close yeah it was going away to that's, a little he, piece that's of here you there. blink close <laughs> yeah no it was it was exactly the way i had it drawn up the, the deer uh, allowed me the opportunity to be it went behind a tree. I drew back the bow. It came out from behind the tree, stepped out into the area, and I planted that uh, that arrow right behind the front shoulder blade. And it was like I was shooting a, a slick trick broadhead, which is a, a fixed blade. And it was like a, a bucket of paint was splashed out of that deer. And it, it uh, just... I had so much blood at that, that time, not to get too graphic on that, but <laughs> I was also shooting an Illuminoc, Illuminoc arrow. And you could see that Illuminoc go right through and stick in the ground. That deer kicked and then ran about 25, 30 yards, expired right there. Don't it was it. it couldn't have been any more picture perfect. So I have never, 
ever, when I was back there, seen a person. No, nobody bothered me back there at all. I'm on an old hydro cut. Everything was good. I called Candace and said, hey, I got a deer down. Um, I'm okay. I don't need help. I'm just going to let it sit for a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, and I did. And Drink my tea. Deer. Eat my yeah, peanut butter. You know, oh, no, no. That was, that was man bill. Drink my coffee. <laughs> yeah, drink my coffee. I had a, I had a a sandwich and I waited, you know, waited out just in case, you know, it wasn't whatever. It's bull hunting. You, you got to give it a little bit more time. I, I find in my experiences, and and that deer died right there, out of sight, but within within twenty yards because it it just I couldn't see it anymore. Yeah. Anyways, I got the deer, I clean it all up, get it ready to go. I have it uh, dragging. I'm dragging this deer back. And keep in mind, I've never seen people back there before. It happened to be take your pet to church day. (laughs) I like where this is going. (laughs) It was take your pet to church day. And uh, all of a sudden, out of the hedgerow comes this young, uh, young lady on her horse. And I'm dragging this dead deer down the hedgerow underneath the bush row. And this horse is now smelling the blood and starting to get skittish. And she doesn't know because I, I startled her just as much as she, she startled me. And, and she didn't know what to say besides it's take your, take your uh, pet to church day. And I'm on my way to church. And I said, yeah, me too. Ma'am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine, mine was a little less willing. <laughs> yeah. I said, this one may not make service, but no, I didn't say that. <laughs> it will be blessed before we eat it. I promise you that. <laughs> I said, I said, actually, you know what, what was I going to say? I said, with all due respect, I think you should just go a little bit wide. I've got a dead deer back here. Your horse may not like it. And it was, it was doing the, the sideways truck yeah, just about ready to big pull wide eyes where you could see the white. <laughs> oh, it, it was not having any of that. And all of a sudden she just takes a wide burst and goes, and I'm thinking, what's the odds? I've never seen anybody back there. And it's take your pet to church day. When I shoot the deer on my son's birthday, like this is my luck as the almost guy. And you'll just be thankful. You didn't combine the, the uh, poison Ivy in with that whole scenario. <laughs> yeah. It would have been really awkward. <laughs> It's a little bit off. Yeah, so I was. Uh, yes, I have been uh, fortunate on opening day, uh, weekend. Very right on. So. so not the yeah. almost guy. So we don't know where no. this almost guy came from. All happened when you, he started drinking tea. Might have, might have. But we uh, we definitely got all the stands set up for up north. I think I haven't talked to you since. No, we you just the last our, time uh, you were heading up, up there, trip. right? So yeah, yeah. You called my brother and then talked to him. Yeah, and I seen the what I called the bushel of apples, but it was like a, <laughs> a container. Wow, eighteen wheeler of apples going below his stand. He put uh, he put half the apples out, and uh, he's got one of those five point cameras that sends pictures directly to your phone. Yep, yep. And we've been having a lot of fun over the last little while. Finally, last night the last apple was uh, was eaten. Eight eaten. Eaten, gone, eaten, consumed, <laughs> consumed, and uh, we had bears. Or he, had, we, I say we, but he had bears on the on the camera. One really neat picture of a bear standing up, holding the holding the tree in front of him, and uh, a wolf coyote crossing there today. Does, fawns, and one kind of goofy looking spike horn buck that was playing around there for for Scotty. So yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> he doesn't believe they exist. Yeah, I've got pictures. Good pictures. <laughs> but got the Taj Mahal set up and uh, got the uh, Staples Field stand set up. And I'm pretty excited. We're going back up this weekend to check cameras just to see. Right on. My cameras aren't fancy like his. but Well, and I got a spy point and I do like it. So I've got some really expensive bush nails that I've had for a, a little bit. But I mean, they were up. 350 bucks like they got the audio and everything on them which is nice but you don't need it you just want to know what's out there right, right. so yeah. now I'm, I'm looking at buying these cell links to you can convert them into a cellular camera so you can buy the attachment and it has a ribbon cable plugs into the sd card slot and now it and it transmits every time it takes a picture just like a regular spy point camera you need a subscription for that you get a hundred like, pictures like for free and then after, I think it's five bucks a month for two hundred and fifty, and it's ten bucks a month for a thousand pictures hmm. per month. So I can tell you now that I'm I'm toying with buying the, and you can do it monthly. You don't have to do it annually, so you can do it for just deer season if you want. But uh, I've, I've been toying with subscribe. I don't subscribe now because I a I just put the camera like I, you know I don't like the cameras out there that much. I don't want to yeah, know if there's not something in the area. Yeah. So, um, but I got a I got an okay ten point on the one. So I'm 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 feeling a little bit better. But I'm thinking about getting these two links for it, and then I might have to buy a subscription for this one because I'm up there already. But I had it set really high sensitivity, and I had it send me two pictures every time it went off. I've since yeah. changed it to medium sensitivity and one picture. And so get a little more life out of it. But for this yeah. month, because you can do it for just the month, I might do the five yeah. bucks because I'm thinking like five bucks. I would waste that if I drove up to McDonald's or something. Right. So, well, that's it. I mean, that, my brother's the same situation. He's four and a half hours away from, from the camp yeah. and he wants to know, I mean, he, he, it's good, but he does the same thing. He's got a spy point with a subscription, but he doesn't pay for the whole time he'll he'll do october november and then he'll cancel it for that but you can get a lot of pictures quickly um so that that five dollar uh limit that you have you may want to think about moving that up because you're gonna <laughs> to the 10 i have so many pictures yeah i'm at 80 something right now and we're what yeah. five days in or six days right. in that, that i just <laughs> yeah it, it, it renewed on the 28th i think is when it it did it because Scotty gave it to me for Christmas. So I think it was like December 28th by the time I got it set up. So that's when it renews now. I think it's the, the 28th. And so, yeah, we're like eight days, nine days in. And I think I'm at 82 out of the hundred. So that, uh, that 10 point though is going to be the death of you. Well, because you're going to hold out. And it, that it was the, it's the same spot that there was a bigger, big, much bigger, like massive monster 12. And I was obsessed with the same tree stand. Now I've moved it a hundred yards uh, hoping that he was there. And now this 10 showed up, but I've also got that big massive one that we seen that's bigger yet that we seen when we were hunting goose. So that one, yeah. but he's like clockwork going out into that field. So is he, uh, yeah, I've seen him, seen him a couple times. So I'm thinking that's just what an evening, doing? a quick evening hunt. I just got to get out there, get in the tree, wait for him to walk under me. <laughs> have a good day. You hear this Don? Is it going to be like that? Is he that lucky that it's going to happen like that? It is going to happen. I'm going to go get in the tree stand. And then 45 minutes later, he's going to step out underneath me at about 20 yards. I'm going to drill him right behind the shoulder. He's he's going to go 20. Drop. We're good to go. 
We hmm. can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> He's pretty confident in himself. I can tell you that for sure. And I'm excited. That thing's huge. The, the blades on that are just massive. It's being main yeah. beams are blades. I mean, it's just crazy. Well, he's so, always confident, Bill. You, you can tell by the way he talks. Uh, some people might call it a different word, but he calls it confidence. Passionate and confident. And Those are my two attributes. I don't he, care how you perceive me. That's how I am. He stepped up to the line today and uh, to shoot trap, and, and I'm stepped up with my torn oh, rotator cuff. Oh, my gosh. And I was I told come, you I was screwing around. I came back to Bill, and I said, oh. Bill, I just beat the champ with a broken rotator cuff. <laughs> Oh, good grief. That's good. You got to keep them humble. I'm not sure how you can do that, but you got to keep them humble. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I got, I got mirrors. I, it's, as soon as I pass one, the humbleness leaves. I realize. (laughs) Jeez. So you're going to get out. Uh, you got a big Thanksgiving weekend plans. You're going to be spending some time in the, the goose blinds or the woods or what? Do you I'm think? super torn right now. It all depends. So while I was in that one tree stand that was on the edge of this, this property, the new property that we're at, there had to be, I don't know. Cause I didn't see them. I'm, I'm thick in the woods and thank goodness too. Cause it was raining. So I had a really nice lush tree that I was in. So it was blocking the rain. But I will tell you, it sounded like a thousand geese. And, you know, I've been watching Nick uh, that we've had on the podcast over a bunch of times. He's been he's been whacking ducks. And he said this week that it looks like he's got a couple northern birds have come down. So I don't know if that's the case yet or not. But I will tell you that not more than a thousand yards from me in that tree stand was the loudest 45 minutes of geese that I think I've heard in a long time. I mean, it was just insane how many geese. So I said to dad, we got to get out there and get permission. Maybe we got this Saturday. We'll get out there and whack them. And so dad, I think you said what? Friday morning, you're going to go see That's if they're the earliest I can go. And I only have a, a bit of morning. I've been, I've been tied up with uh, priorities, hearing aids and going to physio and, and an MRI for my shoulder and doctor's visits and getting my eye measured for cataracts. So this week has just been full of doctor's appointments and right up until Friday morning. But even Friday morning at uh, 1045, I got to be a physio. So I only got Friday morning for a while to get out and scout. So I've got to cover a lot of territory. I keep telling them that 80% of goose hunting is scouting and the other 20% he isn't doing. So he better at least pull his weight here. (laughs) But I'm confident now that I'll probably be able to lift the gun out of the blind because I was lifting it tonight to shoot traps. So I thought I just might be able to. So we'll see. All you need is one shot anyways. It's it's okay. (laughs) Because that's all we're going to leave him. (laughs) Dad, Scott's cripple on the ground. One shot. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we get that goose field. If we don't, there is a shoot, and I don't know if it's still on. I got to find out because of this COVID crap. But they're taking 80 shooters, $60 uh, entry. First place is 500 bucks. Second place is 300 bucks. Third place is 100 bucks, which is pretty decent prizes. And you apparently get a hamburger to drink. And so it's 60 bucks per person. And it's only 100 targets. I think it's 50 singles. And then it's which 16 yard targets and then it's 50 22 yard targets so it's not even like your no. handicap it's 22 no. yards which i mean shoot them like they're 16s so it's ready to That's go right. 
So I, I'm debating on that. And then we also have Thanksgiving dinner with the latest COVID restrictions. Luckily, it's going to be warm. So I believe, Dad, we're setting up in your backyard. Well, that's the out plan front of the right cottage. Perfect. So, yeah, the plan right now is put up a nice big canopy and and uh, we'll just eat out in the backyard so we can get the family. Because even, even though they've said family members only, you can, it's in your house, it's only your immediate family who lives there. So we're, I think there's 12 of us that want to get together. So we'll get together in the backyard and, and uh, have our turkey dinner, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, we're going to do our best to stay outside too for the most of it. I'm going to take up a flat of shells and a couple of guns and we're going to shoot some, some clay pigeons off a hand thrower and right just do, uh, uh, just have some fun and be outside. This is our traditional put my parents Christmas lights up weekend. As yeah. always, I sit in the bucket of the tractor. My dad drives us around his house in the bucket of his tractor, and I put the Christmas lights up. So it saves my mom from being up in the bucket of the tractor with my dad driving. <laughs> I don't mind. Huh? And I clean his Easter house at the same time. So Double whammy. Good to, yeah, good to go. <laughs> good to go. Do the good son thing. Right on. That's good. Yeah, right on. So, All right. Well... Good luck yeah, with good luck with Thanksgiving. Good luck with putting the uh, the lights up, and good luck with cleaning the east trough, and have fun with the thrower. Yeah, that's good. We'll be in touch, and it was a good chat tonight. Yeah, appreciate it, Bill. Thanks. Thank you. All right, and that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy, Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>